Good morning, good morning, good morning. We'll get started, huh? So um, the scripture I'll be uh, going over today is Acts 5, 27 through 29. So if you have your Bible, you can pull up. I'll be all over. I'll be having a bunch of other scripture, but that's going to be my main scripture. And a little backstory to where we're at here. If you remember Pastor Chris preaching last week, wait, yeah, last week or the week before. I was gone last week, so I had to pause and think. Um, I was home with my sick kiddos last week, so it felt like it was the previous. But um, we've been in Acts, and they're talking about the disciples preaching and healing and all of that, right? And they're being discriminated against. There is attacks on the disciples. They're being arrested. And at this point right here, um, in Acts 5, 27 to 29, we're going to be, basically, they're being reprimanded again because they're being told, didn't we tell you guys to stop preaching in God's name? Quit spreading that word. So that is where we're at right now. Um, Verse 27, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, we strictly charge you not to teach in his name. So here he is right here being, you have not been listening to what I've been telling you. Yet here you I'm sorry, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Verse 29, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. So this is not Peter's first go around. Um, If you guys remember, he's been, like I said, he's been doing the healing. They've been um, caught out preaching. They've been told over and over again that they're not supposed to be out there. Um, he actually, they've already been in jail and busted out by the angels. There's been all of this fun stuff. And he's like, well, I'm out, so I'm going to keep doing it. So he's not quitting. He's got some gumption. But the part that I want to talk about this morning is the last part where it says, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Before I approach that, I want to kind of set the stage because that scripture could be used as an act of kind of like civil disobedience and has been used that way. So before we go into the message, I the first point is actually what does obedience to God look like? So what is he talking about here when he says, we must obey God rather than men? Because we've seen in scripture over and over again that we're supposed to obey the law of the land and we're supposed to pay our taxes. So why is it saying here that we should obey God rather than men? So obedience to God, what does that look like? Um, We know the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, um, verses 3 through 17, you know those. Um, So that's our basic right there. In Matthew 22, 36 through 40, it says, teacher, which is a great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. In Romans 13, 1 through 2, it says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, which is why I wanted to start there. We're called to obey the authority that God has put over our lives. They have been placed there by God, and God has given us that authority. For there is no authority except from God, 
and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. The reason I wanted to start there is because I wanted you to know exactly what obedience to God looks like. And honestly, it's all over the scripture. Um, I just pointed out a few of them. In 1 Peter 2, 13 through 18, it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperors as supreme or to the governors as sent by him, to punish those who will do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by... Oh, sorry. <laughs> should put to silence the ignorance, for this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. And honestly, throughout... Um, Throughout the sermon, what I want you guys to keep in mind, yes, it is Mother's Day, but I wanted to, I know that that's not the case for everybody, so I wanted you to keep in mind as we're going through this points of how it applies to you in your life. So if you want to look at it as a mother, you can look at it from that point of view, and if you want to look at it as a dream that God has given you or the will that God has for your life, you can look at it that way as well. And then you can also look at it as a fellow believer and as a follower of God and what God has called you to be. Um, when I was studying the scripture and I, when I read that scripture, I actually, I don't know if you guys have read the book, The Dream Giver. Has anyone ever heard of that book? No. I recommend, I recommend reading it if you haven't. Um, it's The Dream Giver. The author is Bruce, Wil Bruce Wilkinson. <laughs> Cannot speak today. Um, but I do recommend it. So I thought of that book. Um, it, it's more specifically about dreams that God has given you and basically how he supports you through those dreams and getting you to the other side of it. Now, I do realize that the scripture is not referring to dreams, but the reason why I was connected to it is that God is a part of your every life. He's with you as a mother and he's with you in your dreams, and he's with you in the call that he has given you, and he's with you as a follower of God. So as you're listening to these scriptures and to the sermon, I want you to apply it to where you're at in life today. Um, the, the first scripture with the obe obedience of God, um, it talks about the commandments and everything. And I, it comes to mind some of the things that um, at previous jobs that I've had um, by my bosses, I've been asked to, to lie, to make, to fudge the numbers, to make it look right on paper. Um, but I know that God has not called us to that. Um, here, Peter has given him the parameters for obedience under his will, and he continues to do what God has called them to do. And as a parent, you're called to raise your children under the authority of God and under God's will. And in every aspect of your life that you should include God. So the first point is obey God over your bullies. Um, as you can see, um, Peter here has, he's not in a shortage of bullies. Um, the council is after him and is trying to keep his mouth shut. 
Um, and he's pretty, he's pretty resilient and keeps coming back and forth. But honestly, if you think about your life and what bullies look like to, to you, for him, it's the Sanhedrin and the council right now. And that's what he's going through. But in your life, what does that look like? What kind of people or what circumstances, what bullies are in yours? That could be your friends. That could be your family. Yes, I said it. Because <laughs> sometimes they're not on your side and sometimes you don't have a positive relationship with them. And what people are you allowing to speak over your life? Because you're going to run into the bullies. It's not just the kids that have to deal with it. Um, sadly, you're going to run into bullies your whole life. Um, and there's people that are going to talk down on you and what you should be or what God has called you to be. So as a mom, I always have someone, another mom, if you can get an amen, that tells me how I should raise my kids. <laughs> Honestly, even other moms, I'm sorry, people that aren't moms tell me how to raise my kids as well, actually. And they actually have the best advice, including my brother, if he ever watches this. <laughs> but you're going to have people in your life that are gonna try to direct and sway your ways. Um, and that may look like different things for you. For Peter, it was this circumstance here. In Joshua 24, 14 through 15, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In Matthew 5.11, it says, Blessed are you when others revel you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And in Acts 4.29 through 31, it says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they had gathered together were shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Um, honestly, you decide what you allow into your life. You're going to have those bullies that are going to try to put you down. And in this aspect, we have Peter that's dealing with the council. You can have your family that's trying to control the way you raise your family. And honestly, there's a lot of political things going on right now. Um, and the government that tries to control it as well. Um, there's different aspects, but you are the main authority over your life, um, well, God, but you call the shots in deciding and obeying that authority and choosing to raise your family in that way or choosing to um, stand by those standards in your daily life and overcoming that. In my third point, it says obey God in your wasteland. Um, there's going to be times in your life that it's probably not the most pleasant time to serve God. It's maybe not the most convenient time. And honestly, for me right now, um, I mean, the enemy is not very creative. Um, attacks your finances, attacks your family, um, attacks your life, right? Peter's getting his life threatened right here, and he's being told, stop preaching the gospel or we're going to kill you. Um, so it's not always 
the funnest time to please God, but God has called you to serve him anyways. In Joshua 1, 8 through 10, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For when you will make your prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So again, as a mother, you can, you can relate and connect it. Because honestly, motherhood is not always sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. I'm not sure what you guys have heard. But um, there are some days that you just kind of want to walk out the door and not come back. <laughs> but God has called you to stand firm and to raise them in the ways um, in the ways of the Lord. And in your personal aspect, um, you sometimes may not understand what God is doing and you don't really understand why it is that you're having to go through everything that you're going through, um, but to serve God anyways. And as a follower of God, you serve him through your hardships and your struggles, um, no matter what it looks like. You also should obey God in the sanctuary, and that's the fourth point. Um, what do I mean by sanctuary? Um, what I mean by that is in your personal life and in your personal time. Because we see Peter here, he doesn't care. He, has, he, he knows what God has called him to do. He knows that he has been called to spread the word and the gospel, and he has no care or regard for what would happen to his life. So do you really think that he just got there and that he didn't put in the work and he didn't put in the time? Because what he did was put it, he put that time in his personal life and he had a prayer life and he had that time. I mean, it did help that he knew Jesus himself. <laughs> but um, you have to put in the time in your prayer life and your study life. And that has to be something that is of priority in your life. In Psalm 91, 1 through 2, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 19, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Peter took commitment. It took time. It took sacrifice. As a mom, you pray over your children, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. You put yourself aside over and over again to be able to spend time with your kids. In your daily life, taking time to reflect on what God is doing and the, and the calling that he has over your life. And as a, follow, as a follower of Christ, prioritizing your Bible study and your prayer life. And this allows you to obey God over your giants. And honestly, this is, I wanted to talk about the authority here because God has called us to obey authority. But there is also a moment in where you have a pass, essentially. So there's leaders that misuse their authority and they command you to do things that are against the will of God. And so that's where it comes in. Um, that's really the only time that you are to... Let me go back to the scripture here where Peter says, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. And that is what he is referring to. 
because he knows that God has called them to preach the good news and preach the gospel. So if someone is trying to tell you to do the opposite of what God has called you to be, that is when um, you can actually disobey your authority. Um, Acts 4, 19 through 20. But Peter and John answered, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. I think about this, I mean, these are just, they're not just words in a page. I think about Peter, he's in front of the council. I'm like, this is like a big deal. And he's like, you do what you want. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm supposed to spread what God has done. And no matter what you do to me, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But so do your thing if you need to do that. Um, in Acts 5, 19 through 25, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people of all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. So that was the other time. So <laughs> the moment he steps out of prison, I'm just like, I just think about the gumption of these, like, I'm just like, man, it's not, I'm like, these are real people. This guy was in jail. Like, <laughs> no matter how many times they try to kick him down and put him away, he's like, oh, the angel opened the door, dude. I'm going to go right back to what I'm supposed to do. To have that kind of authority, and he has zero fear for any kind of repercussion because he knows what God has called them to do. And that's the kind of authority you should have over your giants. First John 4, 1 through 3, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out in the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in to be able to discern of when is it that I obey authority or not. I mean, you're called to obey authority, period. That is what you're called to do. Now, when authority tells you to do something that is unbiblical and against the word of God, that is when God is going to back you up and be like, yep, that's my kid. I told him to do that. So you're not going to have any authority over him. So that is where Peter is like, I am called to obey God over men. And he's like, oh, snap. I'm like, this guy's not messing around. So Peter's giant is the council and the Sanhedrin attacking his every move. As a mom and a parent, honestly, I you have to be vigilant of what your schools are teaching them legislation. Honestly, left and right, there's someone trying to tell you how to raise your kids. They're, I mean, you just have to kind of watch it all. And then in your lives and your dreams, the hurdles that stand in your way. There's things, there's giants. You can think about what your giants look like. That might look like finances. That might look like rejection. Um, like I said, he's not very creative. <laughs> they attacks your family. It attacks your relationships. It attacks your money. Because if you feel like you're in an unsteady God, or I'm sorry, unsteady foundation or that you can't trust God, um, then that's where he enters there. Um, not very creative, but we know what we have to do to be able to stand up against the giants. Um, the next one is obey God in the land of the promise, in your present and in your future. Because there isn't going to always be a time that you're in the middle of a battle. Um, God can bring you to that. Peter has been brought out left and right once, twice, three times. Let me think. Yeah, because they, they actually were trying to be civil with him. The first few times they're like, I'm not trying to make a big fuss because he was around a bunch of people. He was doing all these healings. 
So they didn't want to make a racket. So they're, I'm sorry. So they basically went to Peter and be like, listen, we're not trying to make a fuss. We're not trying to, can you just keep it down, please? Can you just kind of fade into And then he would walk away, and then as soon as they would turn away, he's like, now, as I was saying, (laughs) and it's a big deal right here where it says, um, we strictly charge you not to teach in, in this name, yet here you are, and you fill Jerusalem with your teaching. Build Jerusalem with your teaching. They're not just doing it. They're doing the thing. <laughs> These people, they're sharing so much. There's hundreds, hundreds. They're, they're doing healings. They're doing, I know we've talked about it. Um, uh, they're casting out demons in Jesus' name. And the thing is, they don't even say Jesus. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Because they don't even want to say or give any reference of that that is the man of God. And it says, you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Because they know if they, if they admit that he is the son of God, then that would put blood on their hands. So they don't even want to say that. But anyways, Peter says, we must obey God rather than men. So there's going to come a time that you're going to be in the valleys and the highs and the lows, and you're going to have to overcome those giants in your life. But there's also going to be times that you're going to be in peace. So what do you do in the peace? You think about your present and your future. In Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, and to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you, and you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all of the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. I mean, that's pretty heavy. (laughs) Peter is so strong in his faith and in his trust for God that he knows that he's going to pull him through no matter what the circumstance is. As a mom, You push and you invest your time into your child. And in your life and in your dreams, you move forward to the promise and the the will that God has called you. Because God does have a will for all of you. And you have to press forward towards that. And as a follower of Christ, walking in the promises of God, we know what obedience looks like. I know I, I read those three scriptures, but honestly, the Bible is full of different ways that you obey God. And we are called to continue to follow that as believers. And I think about Peter, and honestly, that was a little bit more light, but we're looking at it as our life and our dreams and our kids, and that's very light. Peter is over here fighting for his life. We are very comfortable in America, right? We have religious freedom, and I know that we have issues, and I'm, I know we have masks. I get, I get all of those different mandates, But honestly, that is not anything. I'll wear a mask. I don't care. I'm like, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, thou shalt not, where does it, does it say anywhere there that I can't cover my mouth? No, it doesn't. I'm like, that's not against my book. So I'll wear a mask. Things like that is not worth fighting authority. And if it makes someone comfortable for me to wear a mask, then so be it. But Peter is literally putting his life on the line here. And honestly, we're so comfortable that we get, we get a little upset when someone takes your candy, you know? I'm sorry, but we are pretty comfy here. I mean, I think about, honestly, what 
people in China are dealing with, and we are in such such a better place. And I know that it's going to get worse with times. I do get that. But we're still very blessed to be able to literally be able to meet. I'm like, you're not even able to do that in China, even own a bike. There's so many restrictions on it that you would literally be imprisoned or killed for the beliefs or even speaking out against it. So the fact that we can get together without that kind of attack and to be able to He's being attacked by the Sanhedrin and the council. So that is the authority over him. So essentially, it would be like if our government and our um, president said, you can't go out there and preach about your God. The moment you do that, you're going to be in trial and you're going to have to explain yourself, right? You're going to have fines or you're going to end up in jail or that's what it is. I'm like, it's a big deal. And he's like, forget you. (laughs) You're telling me to go against the Bible and what God has called me to do. And that is the kind of authority and the kind of gumption that God has called you to as well, to have that and speak up and spread the gospel. I don't know. I think about that. Like, would you have that kind of boldness? It talks about Peter. um, I don't know if you remember the, the scripture where I said that they prayed for the Holy Spirit right, for boldness. We wouldn't be able to do any of it without the Holy Spirit. Um, And that is what Peter had to be able to have that. It empowered him to be able to speak and to be powerful in that way and to essentially have no will for his life. And to be able to have that in your everyday, I lightened it a little bit and kind of said you can use it towards... um, being a believer of God or in your life or in your dreams. But for him, for Peter, this was a life or death situation, you know. Um, but we have the ability to fight for our children. Um, we have the ability for to fight for our families. And we're going to come across people that are going to try to stop that. Um, because honestly, these days it's looked down upon when you have morals. I'm not going to lie, you know. It, it, they look down upon you when you um, when you fight for the scripture and you fight for the word, but we are called to stand for that and to spread the gospel, to spread the gospel of God and to spread the truth of God. Um, but I mean, that's basically it. What is it that God is calling you to pursue um, to be able to to be able to step out and trust Him? For Peter, it was a no bars, it was his life. I mean, it was his life, you know. He was calling him to step out and basically be willing to risk anything. So what is it for you? Is he calling you to step out of the church and talk to someone, you know? I mean, I'll take that over my life, you know, because there's people that are getting, I mean, beheaded, honestly, for even that. So what is it that God is calling you in your life, whether to sacrifice or to invest? Um, He's calling you to obedience. So whether that's investing into other people, investing into your children, or focusing on what God has called you in your life, because God has a will for everybody. So what has God called you? And that's what I really want to kind of leave you with this morning. Um, God has called us to obedience to his word and to spread his love to others. And I want you to think about what that looks like in your life and how can you challenge yourself to step out a little bit more in your life.